Okay, now that we're back, just us. I would like to read a post that I posted this week on Facebook. And I want to get your natural reaction. Like I said, I haven't told you anything about this. So here we go. Um, I said, looking for a good, safe car, reasonably priced for Tyler Maurer. His dad decided to take back the one he gave Ty for Christmas two years ago. With school starting in two weeks, I have no way to get Flash, which is the middle child, um, Z and Tyler to school, therapy, practice, weightlifting, while I maintain a job to put food on the table, pay for a roof over their heads, pay for sports, doctor's appointments, etc. for these boys. Since Matt and Jenna both don't work, and Matt hasn't tried working in two years, I don't see why they need the car so badly. To take your son's Christmas present back at the very start of his senior year is very low. And Matt wonders why his son hasn't talked to him since his drug arrest in December. Seems like a no-brainer to me. So, I posted that because I felt like it was emotional abuse. That he came for Ty's truck. Absolutely. I mean, he just bought Callan a brand new dirt bike and Trev a brand new four-wheeler. Sell those. Buy a junker car. There you go. And he's selling your stuff. Exactly. That he's not supposed to be selling. And so I just felt like he attacked the one kid that's not talking to him. And like, but him taking this truck affects our whole family. Right. Because... I am trying to work as much as possible mm-hmm. because since he doesn't work, I don't get alimony. Right. If he got a job, maybe I wouldn't have to work so many hours and I could take the kids to and from school. He was supposed to find work. He was. So his mother texted my mother. No, your mother. She went above you. And basically tattled on me and said I needed to take it down and my mom called me all upset because Vicky had texted her. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not a playground. Like, seriously, you're going to text my mom on me? Oh my God. So. And to the fact that she actually has time to think. Wow, that's interesting. That's that's. The game. The oh game. Oh, my God. So, I text Matt and Vicky together. I said, stop texting my mom. She doesn't want to hear from you or any of your family. She fully supports me in my choices. This isn't a playground where you can run to the teacher and tattle on someone. If you don't like what I have to say, then stop doing mean things. It's as easy as that. But I will call out every injustice because I'm tired of the both of you. Neither of you have given me an ounce of respect or gratitude for taking care of the children and making sure that they were taken care of, healthy, fed, sent to practices, all while Matt went to jail twice and rehab. If you cared at all about the kids, you'd be grateful for all I've done. Um. Yeah, like carry on your family name. How about that? How about the fact that it's like, it's your blood walking around. And obviously you don't give a crap. Isn't it amazing? It's like, as soon as you get divorced and they get, they're told, okay, you can have them. They don't fight for full custody. 
They won't fight unless it's, well, you've got the case where he fights for one, for he wants one all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's not like, this isn't, you know, where you get to pick and choose. I mean. No. You didn't get that choice. You don't get to cherry pick your kids. No, you don't. And that's the thing is, my ex-husband, he didn't fight for full custody, but then he had money coming in, but wouldn't give the kids Christmas gifts. And it's like, as soon as they absolutely don't have to be, you almost wonder, like, were you just playing a game the entire time? You were married. Oh, 100,000%. I feel like I never knew him. I only knew a fake version. The version he wanted me to see. I don't even think he knows who he is. To be no, honest. he doesn't because he's never... I mean, it depends on the day and what time. Mm-hmm. And that's really what his problem is. And the thing is, is if you don't like people talking bad, why? Because the truth hurts? The truth hurts and that's why. And your mama defending you... Seriously, I defend, I don't defend my kids anymore. I defend my 17 year old. I don't defend my 23 year old because he can defend himself. If you're 40 years old and you can't defend yourself and you got to get mama to fight your battles. Right. Well, you get, if you have to serve any time for what you've done, mama ain't in there to fight your battles then. This is the second time Vicky has texted my mom about a Facebook post that I post. Now, let me be clear. Everything I post is 100% truth. Right. It, I can't get in trouble for slander. I made sure because there's no lying. That's what I was going to say. How can you get in trouble for slander when it's the damn truth? That's all it is. It's the truth. And if he doesn't like it being put out there in the world, then stop doing stuff. I mean, it's out there. You know, all the stuff that you hid for all these years. Mm -hmm. You can't beat up women. And it's just, and I say this because it's like when my mom was beat up by my dad and she finally divorced after I had to live with that for 18 years of my life. And that's why it's like when Z talks about how it felt, it's like I remember just always walking on eggshells and you just get scared. When's the next blow up? And you try so hard to make everybody happy that, you know, just to keep the family unit. Either way, it's just... I don't understand why she went to your mom when, was it because you told her last time, don't contact me, I don't need to talk to you anymore? And No, I think she thinks she'll get results. Like, I'll tell her mom and her mom will make her take it down. But, but there's no my reason. mom was upset that Vicky had texted her. And I said, look, mom, I'll take it down for you if you want me to. I said, but you know what? I'm tired of him walking all over us. I'm tired of all this stuff, all the crap he dishes out. Right. I said, and until I stand up for myself, he's going to keep doing it. And he's going to different levels. Like, he knows he really can't. That's why I said it's like him going after the truck is, so one, petty. Two, awful as a father. um, Because, one, it's not hurting you as bad as it's hurting him because you look like a real dipshit right now because that's like seriously you expect your son to talk that's mending the bridge you know no you literally took a box of matches threw it on that Mm -hmm. damn bridge and said bye i I, i'm taking your truck bye i I never want to talk to you again you're not talking to me now well guess what he's never gonna talk to you again that's something that like that might happen well i think it i mean from my son 
he doesn't talk to his dad anymore. He crossed him. And it was like, but then he also doesn't talk to his dad anymore. So he obviously knows he's close to you. Attack the one that's closer to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's petty, but at the same time, this is your... If I'll tell you what, if Facebook's not telling you to take your post down, I'd be like, screw you. I'm leaving my post up. I mean, I get it. Yeah, if you tell your mom, you know, if it's bothering your mom. But I would think that that would be the only person that would contact her. The post didn't bother my mom. The text, text from Vicky bothered my mom. And it's because she is stirring the pot. And... I think, I, I want your natural, like, instinct. What did she, what? what did she say in her text to her? Just that she's lying? Or was it a long text, short text? Or just basically blunt to the point, have her take it down because I don't like her bad-mouthing my son? I mean, I didn't ask for my mom to read it. Like, she was a little teary. I mean, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, if she doesn't know what it says, it's like she doesn't I know mean, what... she read it once and it upset her and... But I respect my mom for not making me take it down because she gets what I'm saying. And I want to know how you feel. Like, do you do you feel like it's appropriate for me to call him out when he's I think it's the truth. Hey, how about if I post on mine? Hey, you got convicted for assaulting people. Finally, the story is out. All those people that didn't believe you this entire time. Guess what? Everybody, your text should be going off every 10 seconds with people saying, I'm sorry I was a bitch. I'm sorry I was a dick. I should have absolutely believed you. I'm sorry I didn't stand up for you. I'm sorry. And that's the thing is all those people that don't, who want to just act like it doesn't happen or don't want to get involved because guess what? That's the problem with everything today. That's why women stay in those marriages is, is because you don't have somebody there that says, you know what? Screw him. Mm-hmm. I'm standing up for you because, you know what, whether you're telling the truth or not. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And as far as his mother's concerned, one, I wish she was still here. My car end would like to take a visit to her back end. And as far, she she needs to back down. But if he's going to be a pussy, then let him be a pussy. Obviously, he's a pussy who's still nursing on his mama's teeth, who's sitting there, and she feels like she needs to fight his battles. But I'll tell you what, they don't accept cakes. With knives in him anymore. So that's the only battle you had to help him out when he goes to jail. Because that's going to happen. You cannot, absolutely cannot have a drug and gun and weapon charge. And expect to be a free man after a jury of your peers says, you know what? I don't want somebody crazy like you on the street. So all this truck stuff came about. I was literally at work. And um, my Apple Watch started going off. And it was my lawyer the emergency line and I was like oh no uh, like that's never a good sign when no. when I see emergency and so I I couldn't answer it because I was at work he called five more times oh my god so I finally was like I need to go to the back and take a phone call yeah and he was like they've given you till or three hours to get the truck to them like a deadline like they didn't say, oh, you know what? In the next week, it'd be great if you could drop off the truck. We right. really need it. No, it was like, in three hours, we will be taking this. And it will be ours. And so um, it was agreed upon because I was working in Roanoke. I said the earliest that I could possibly meet her is 7 o'clock. 
That is the absolute earliest. And so my lawyer said, okay. I text her four times. She never once responded. So after all that rushing down here, rushing to get the stuff out of the truck, rushing to get it all ready to give to her, she didn't even respond to any of my texts. And then I get a call from my lawyer the next morning that says, oh, just drop it off at the rec center and they'll go by and pick it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, and so I'm like, wow, like all these high and mighty demands, like really? Like once upon a time, I mean, we were family. Uh, once upon a time, you laid down to make the child that you stole that from. You know, at one point, you know what? He was a baby and you looked at him and you said, oh, it's my firstborn son. And I don't know what happens. I mean, anybody, anybody can be a dad. You can donate sperm into a cup. You can be a dad. But at the same time, it takes a real man to be a father. And he's so far from that. He's not even skirting the line. He's so far away from the line that father is not if he had any awards, they are rusted and breaking down because there's just no way. No way. And you're playing the kids against each other, fighting for just one. You're taking stuff from the other one, but giving the other one new stuff. You're not hurting for money because if you were, then you wouldn't have a defense. You'd have a public defender. Mm -hmm. And eventually the costs of court would drive you insane because, I mean, it's not like he's hurting for money. It's just a matter of, this is the problem. Because he's not working like he's supposed to be working, that's getting away with not working, a clear and evident violation of probation. Because he's not working, it's it's literally what I feel all day long. Because I sit there and I think about you and I think it's because I remember it for me. When you get, you think about it, it's like, what are they doing all day? If they're not working, then they're busy. Are they just scheming? scheming. Like it's, uh, it, you're that obsessed. Like your life is so damn boring that literally you're just obsessed with how can I get them today? What can I do? Like get some, find a hobby. If you're not going to work, woodwork, whittle, whittle something, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. go out into your trailer park yard and pull a couple of weeds. I don't know. Do something. I mean, drugs is your thing. So, you know, figure out that situation, whatever it is. But it, they literally, you just have to wonder, like, the truck was probably the last thing. And that's what you usually say is it's like, well, the divorce was final. That's the last thing. And then you get served those papers that you're a bad mom. Mm -hmm. Been there. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's a blow to the gut. It is. Because. Because I've held these boys together since December. Right. Like, I have taken them to every single therapy appointment. He hasn't taken them to one. Right. He's been in jail twice since December, and rehab once. And only, let's not even say it's like really rehab. It was yeah. more like a visit, a check-in, a consultation, if you will. But what bothers me is that Vicky wants to pass judgment. If she loved her grandchildren the way that a grandma should, she would know Matt's not good for them right now. She would know that Matt shacking up with a girl before they're married is against our religion. Yeah. It's against everything we believe. Um, she 
She should pass judgment on her own son first. Right. She should be like, oh, you're with a woman. You can't have your kids because she can't even have her kids. Like, this is the kind of... I mean, she didn't send me anything for Mother's Day. I sent her two gifts for Mother's Day. I tried to be the bigger person. I tried to keep those bridges open so that the boys could have a good, healthy relationship with their grandparents. And... We sent one gift from me, one from the boys, and we FaceTimed her. And you made the effort. I made the effort. And she's not ever made the effort. In fact, she has thrown me under the bus and taken stuff I've said out of context to give Matt ammunition against me. And she has allowed him, like... If you think that post was bad, she has been on text where Matt tells me that I am so ugly that when I take my makeup off, I can't keep a man. And that's why no one stays. And she didn't say a word to him. Well, if you think about it, the way that he is as a father, that apple didn't fall too far from the fucking tree because she's that much of a bitch. Nowhere. And as a grandmother... I mean, let alone a mother, but she should have some kind of motherly instinct to think and put yourself, put herself in your position. Granted, she's probably never had to sit there and struggle like you have had. She's never been beat senseless Mm -hmm. and she's never had to deal with all of that. Lucky her. Lucky fucking her. But the thing is, is if you could put it at any point in time, maybe just if you just started off with. Think about how this is. A, she could have easily said if she just said something like, "It's if the children read that, then I would hate for them." No, it's not about the children. Never once is it about the children. I don't want you to talk like that because of the children. I don't want you to say things because it, no. Even if that was a hypothetical, which either way it doesn't matter because the scarring, you know, you're busy trying to get rid of the scars. You're derma all over that stuff to try and get rid of those scars. I mean, that's all I do is try and erase trauma and drama from their life. Right. And I'm trying to constantly counterbalance this, like, crazy. And you know what? Vicky's never been scared like Jenna, who just crashed into a pillar, drunk and on pills, with her kids in the car. And I have to worry about my kids being in there and guess what vicky volunteered to be a witness for jenna so that she could say how great she is well she's so great that she's drunk and crashing into pillars she's showing her character and she does come in for every trial to say oh he's such a good guy guess what my kids were good too but guess when you're not around cats away mice play guess what those kids my kids were great kids but I leave out of town for a day, come home, and there's a party going on in my house. Guess what? Kids are great, but they don't know how to clean up their mess, and they're not smart. And so eventually, you know what? You could sit there and say, say that your son's the best. You're the shittiest grandmother there is. She should be watching out for my kids she just should. as strongly as I am. Yeah, she and should she feel should some kind of loyalty. she to protect them from anything like that happening. Was she ever really around, though, when you were married with... The kids, was she ever really like a good grandmother? Was she present in any way, shape, or form? Well, we never lived in the same state. Okay, well, did she try to make an effort of, like, my grandmother, up until her Alzheimer's and dementia kicked in, she literally sent me a birthday card, Christmas card, all the time. Even if I didn't respond, always sent a card, 
always made an effort of somehow I'd get kooky gifts in the mail. I mean, I don't need a crocheted toilet doll. <laughs> I mean, to cover my toilet paper, but I'd get crazy gifts. Like things like as seen on TV from 1980. I mean, it was that bad. But she always did something. My mother does the same for my kids. Like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. My mother's always apologizing for stuff that's not even her fault just so that that way, because all she cares about are the kids. It's like, no, she cares about me. Mm-hmm. But when I got divorced, it was, are the kids okay? She stepped up and was like trying to help out for them to be supportive for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas this woman doesn't give a crap. Well, she And she does. got to play grandma to these kids that are not in their mother's care. I mean... I will say... Let's make that perfectly clear that these this woman does not have her children. This crackhead does not have her children. Well, and Vicky does send cards to the boys for their birthdays. So, I will say that. Okay. Well. And I have a lot of happy memories of trips that we've taken, all of us. Um, like four-wheeling or moabbing or like paddling. But... I how quickly that turned, like... We'll say that. Yeah, how fake... Do you feel like that was now? Like, I literally looked at them like they were another set of parents to me. And they flipped so quick and so hard on me. And I just, I'm still, like, dumbfounded. Like, I'm still, like... Where's this father? I am taking care of all that is important. That's all that's important at this it's point. It's the kids. Like, right now, you should be arguing about who gets time with what. And that's it. Not, what can I do to sabotage and destroy any right. kind of relationship let, I have? Let's Where's his father? Them. Where's his father? Um, In Price, Utah. So, are they, is him in a, are his parents still married? Mm-hmm. For years and years, I'm assuming? Yeah, they both were divorced. And they both had, like, so two-year marriages. And then got married. But they actually, um, sisters married brothers. And so they live like right next door to like their other set. And so then they comment on my Facebook post. Who's this that commented? Um, Vicky and Matt's um, aunt that is. Oh, wow. So the whole kind of gang is kicking in. Oh, yeah. And um, said stuff like, um... It, it's not like that. He's just borrowing the truck. Nobody borrows a gift that you gave somebody and demands it back within a matter of hours. That's not borrowing. You want to borrow it. You borrow it for a day or an hour. You don't borrow it for a while. So, according to Matt, when his truck gets out of impound, because it's evidence, <laughs> then... <laughs> You're never going to sit behind the wheel of that car again. Then he will decide whether or not Jenna needs the truck. And if she doesn't, then Ty can have it. Well, at this point, we'll go ahead and make that decision for it. Don't get used to that truck being around because your truck, you're never getting back. Because police evidence, the fact that he's that stupid to think he's going to get that truck. It's impounded with the cops. Guess what? They've searched it inside and out, and it is evidence that's going to come up. Pictures, everything. I'd rip a bumper off and show where you hid stuff. I mean, at this point, the glove compartment, any kind of thing, and the dash, I'd bring that crap right into court. I'd carry it in and be like, this is where he's still... You're never getting that back. Mm -hmm. And if you did get it back, you'd get it back in pieces. And why are you worried about that? Because nine felonies that have to deal with DEA, dude... 
don't even worry about it. your license, which you're not even supposed to have right now. Why are you even worried about a truck? Why take the truck in the first place? Because for his probation, license was supposed to be, I don't give a shit about the DUI. It's, they said to surrender your license. You obviously didn't because you drove to my damn house to beat the shit out of me and my son. Mm -hmm. You drove clear behind the wheel. You drove to court. You drove to all these places, which obviously, you know, whatever it is that you got worked out with these people, great. But, you know, it everything's got a timetable. And your your clock is just about your little hourglass. The sand is almost gone. And you know what? You're not supposed to be driving anyway. So why in the world did you come for a truck? Because you're picking up a truck to drive and I, you're not even supposed to have a damn license. I think, and I could be wrong, but it was a way that he knew he could hurt me because he can't hurt me by telling me I'm ugly and fat anymore. No, he was a way to hurt. He knows to hurt me, he has to hurt the children. And if one of my children is hurting, then I am hurting. And I really feel like it was like his one last piece of control. But in some sort of sense, I'm almost grateful he took the truck because now he has nothing, nothing, nothing over us. There's nothing he can take away. There's nothing more to fight about. Nothing. It's over. It's done with. And actually, Ty found a really great car that he really wants to get. And when I pull the money together, I'm going to get it for him. And there you go. There you go. And it will come through because God will deliver it. Because the thing is, is... Let's hope, please. I mean... (laughs) Please. I mean, I can be a dirty mouth woman, but um, my religion's strong. I'm telling you, God will provide because this dude is going to, his clock is tick, tick, ticking. And I just can't believe that they fought so hard. He said, what was the reasons he told his attorney or whatever, whoever the hell he talked to, that he had to get the truck? He needed it to drive. He needed it to give to somebody. He just needed it to store. What was his reason? He, it, it's registered in his name. He wanted it back. Well, okay. Well, you're an asshole. Well, that's a given, you know, mm-hmm. but you're going to, you I know, mean, to give me three hours notice, like seriously, be a decent person and be like, in the next couple days, when you get some time, can you clean out the truck and drop it off? Right. I and mean, I would have been like, okay, like, I don't want to, but I will. But to, like, demand it, and it had to be right then and there, and it had to be all per their rules. and like, It's always per it's their always. rules. And the thing is, is if you don't, you the reason why you don't fight it, and this is why I didn't, which I'm sure is the same reason, you don't fight it because the retaliation you fear. It's just like, if I don't follow their rules and do it exactly the way that they do it, I don't know what they'll do next. Mm-hmm. And that was my thing is I always followed by their rules because if not, I was served capers for contempt. I was not doing something somehow or another, I would get in trouble. And if even if it wasn't for contempt, it was the whole intimidation or fear factor of it. Like you want to give in because you don't, you're trying to start a normal life and the fear of the fact that they could just rip it all apart because mm-hmm. your heart is with your kids. You want your kids. That's where your thoughts are. Taking care of the kids. You can see how stressed out I am. I'm flaring with my lupus. My face is a mess. And that's what happens. And um, that's why back in October, the doctor sat me down and he said... You gotta stop stressing. 
you are dying. Like, he said, you couldn't do a better job of killing yourself if you tried. I mean, that's And I was, like, ugly sobbing, like, like, (laughs) and he was just like, I don't know how you've let yourself get this sick. And I said, it's an ugly divorce. It's an ugly divorce. What am I supposed to do? I can only control my half of things. Yeah. It's an ugly divorce that you're actually wearing on your face, that you just sit there, and when you break out like that, I don't think you look ugly. I understand it. And I think you still look good. Your makeup looks beautiful today. No. But it does. It does look good. But the thing is, is that's the way I would feel. It's like the ugly divorce I'm literally showing on my body. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is it's it does turn around. But you know what? The wait, waiting for it, your justice is just so long. And by then, look at all the damage you've already done because of this stress. Mm-hmm. But you can, I believe you'll recover. But... I mean, not recover, but you'll bounce back to where it's yeah, like... Yeah, I have the fight in me. and like No, before, you have the fight in you. I wouldn't have posted something, but I'm tired of sitting here quiet while he does damage to my family. Yeah. And so if I call him out, and I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but in my head, if I call him out for hurting my kids' feelings or for doing X, Y, or Z that he shouldn't have done... Then maybe he'll stop. I don't think he'll stop because he's obsessed. And if his crack whore girlfriend, I'm not even saying fiance because they'll never get married. You can't, unless it's a jail ceremony. But the crack whore, I mean, the thing is, is see how he's treating, like, wake the fuck up. Get some clarity. Get sober for a minute and take a look. This is how he's treating his own flesh and blood. Bitch, you're going to bring your kids around somebody who's treating his own flesh and bloods like that? How about when your kids get around? He doesn't have any kind of ties to them. I mean, she's not even smart enough to actually piece it together. Like, and, but then that, that she's not got to worry about him breaking up with her. He's going to go to jail. And then the laws pretty much broke that relationship up. And then his mama's little relationship up. And you know what? What is she going to do with her time when she can't attack you? Because... You're not the one who's winning behind bars. The dumbass who's sitting there, like, thinking he's going to get a truck back with a breathalyzer on it because he's got a DUI charge. I mean, seriously, who's she going to go after then? So, it's easy. I feel like, in some sort of sense, he has traded our kids for Jenna's kids. Um, because they're young. And, like, I've seen stuff where he posts stuff like, oh... His laugh is just like therapy to my soul, like about Jenna's kids. Wow, that's and Jenna's nice. kids call him dad, evidently. Oh, okay. Well, um, and where's their dad? So, because I wouldn't let somebody call my kids my kids. I wouldn't let them call them stepmama oh, or mama. Oh no, no. Like I told my kids, I said, if you call Jenna mom. I mean, that, that's I it. will be highly offended. Shots fired. I said, I grew you in my belly. I birthed you. I've taken care of you every single day of your life. I said, I am your mother. Yeah, she's a crack whore. You don't call crack whores moms because crack whores aren't moms. Well, They're just bitches who laid down and got to, pregnant. like, cover her butt. Like, she needs to wear longer shorts. She needs to stop wearing her children's clothing. I Go mean, shopping. She doesn't have any girls. 
but like she has two boys. But like, like the, she needs to stop clothes, stealing her. She needs to like be classier. Yeah, stop wearing your clothes from when you were five. Yeah, crack whore. I mean, the thing is, is she definitely does wear, like, skimpier clothing, which is not a mom example, but, you know Oh, my what? gosh. Like, I was embarrassed for her a couple of times when we were at games, and I was just like, what is she wearing? Like, truly, not out of ugliness, but just out of, does she need clothes? Like, because I can give her some. Like, like, is it that bad? Like, are you that because I'd be happy to donate. But like, right, I got a bunch of clothes want... that I could definitely put Lysol in it and, you know, lice in it so it'll grow into your hair and then you get all nasty, you crack whore. Well, be... I don't want my kids staring at her boobs and her butt all day long. And you never said anything to her? No. Have they been around her and her kids and their mm-hmm. father all at the same time? Like, you know, the other family moments oh the new family that's what matt calls it oh okay yeah. and he told me this is a direct quote we have a new family and oh. you just need to leave all of us the fuck alone okay well you first leave me alone and then you can have your new family time but, but I evidently mean, like him and her like her kids are easier to buy off for example they got in a huge fight one night Evidently, I was not there. I I don't know what happens in their household, but it was yelling, shouting, screaming, throwing stuff. Nothing that you're not used to with him. Yeah, and the kids got scared. Your kids or her kids? Her kids. Because they're like two and six or... They're young. They're young. Like... Carsey aged. Oh my god. Like pacifiers. Like, right. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Like the one has a pacifier all the time. Oh. And um well, you know. So on it was that was back when he only got to see my boys from like twelve to four on a Wednesday. <laughs> and That's so an odd day. I know. So he took my kids all around town. And bought a bunny, bought stuff for a bunny. Like a bought, real living bunny. Yes. Bought right. food, a cage, um, dropping stuff, all this stuff. And then, because my kids were not allowed to be around Jenna because there was a protective order, he made them sit in his truck in the driveway while he went and delivered this bunny to Jenna's kids. Oh, yeah. To make up for the fight from the night before. <clears throat> but meanwhile, on my kids' time, they spent their whole time with their dad doing stuff for Jenna's kids. Getting a bunny. I think and what then, movie was it that that bunny was boiling on the stove? I don't even know. Oh, there's a movie. I forget what it is. It's old. It's old school. And if I can remember the name right now, but somebody remembers the name, but there was. It's a bunny boiling on the stove. That's how I'd have given that fucking bunny. And so my boys come running in directly to the bathroom and they're like we've been having to hold our pee for 45 minutes oh my god he left them in the car for 45 minutes why he delivers this fun little bunny to jenna's kids right in front of my kids that's rude that's mean it is mean i mean my ex-husband's wife got mad at my son that doesn't talk to his father anymore and hasn't same situation oldest Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no, he's my middle, but he doesn't talk to his dad. And she got mad at him and made 
my boys sleep in his truck overnight in the Walmart parking lot. Oh, I would have lost it. I did lose it. I charged her like a oh, raging gosh. <laughs> I did not. I charged her. It took two people to keep me down because mm-hmm. I was going to take that bitch and show her exactly why you don't do that. Oh. But to know, first of all, that you're around my kids that much, that was me finding out that she's around at nighttime because I wasn't told. But then on top of that, to be made to sleep in the truck. Yeah. And that's the thing is, what the hell is up with the... It's the truck, men in trucks, is that their way of punishment to kids? I mean, good God. Mine had to sleep in it overnight in Walmart. Yours had to sit in a car for 45 in a truck. I know. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, I just, I think when you're present with your own kids, you should be present. You You should be present. You shouldn't be thinking about the other ones. But that's why I feel like he's kind of traded them in. Like, all of a sudden, Jenna's kids have become more important because my kids have kind of backed off from him some because he's messed up a lot. And there's been a lot of trauma and drama. Right. And they're not as close with him as they once were. Mine and aren't either. There's no one to blame but him. That's This is the way I told my ex-husband, you are such a dick to these boys. That when you're on your deathbed in that hospital room and there's nobody beside you but your bitch wife, when you're all alone, at least I have the fact to know that when I'm getting old and I'm on my deathbed, wherever that should be, it'll be lined with the people who care about me and that will be my children. You will not have your children at your deathbed. I said, are you proud of that? Is that what makes you proud? And of course I got told to shut up and naturally I really didn't give a crap because eventually at some point where you're at Mm -hmm. you just don't care so you just say what's on your mind which Mm -hmm. is where I was and I said you're gonna be a lonely man because as soon as they don't have to talk to you anymore they won't you will die alone with your fat wife and that's it because your kids will not care if you're gone or not because they don't even care anymore so last October I did sit my kids down and I told them what the doctor said And because, I mean, it scared me bad enough that I didn't want them to be shocked if I were to pass away. Right. And it really shook me to my core. And the doctor told me, he said, 80% of people who are as sick as you are die. Right. And Trev immediately was like, Mom, you're top 20%. Oh, Dad, there you go. Like, immediately, just, like, off the the top of his head. And I was like, I love that. I was like, thanks, Bob. You're right. I am top 20%. Glass was half full, not half empty. You know what? Most days, I'm just grateful to have a glass. Right. Exactly (laughs) right. I don't care if it's half full or half empty. I just want a glass. It's got a drop or two in it. It's like, that's all that matters. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? The thing is, is look at his... I mean, that's a good way to see it. But that's what pulls you through. And then you get hit with this. And it's like... Like, the kids can make it to where... It's like, you know what? Yeah, they can be... You don't fight with them that much. I mean, that's the thing is... We you really don't, don't. I mean, I've had bras with my... Like, we just break down. Like, you know, but that was... Because I have one that was like, you know... He was troubled. His father literally just messed him up because... I think I'm going into the troubled years. Like, my kids are not... Well, 
The oldest is the teenager. The oldest? Was... But the other two, they're 14 and 12, so they're coming into, like, the wild years. I see. And the thing is, is it's probably like this with a lot, because as an outsider who, you know, we never knew each other, mm-hmm. and by coincidence, we end up, you know, this dickhead actually gives you somebody that's got a backbone to help you get yours back, mm-hmm. and or to put it back straight and together, you know, since he took care of destroying it. It's... I see it the way that mine was. The oldest was suddenly took the responsibility of being like, not father, but like being the dad, being the dad. And it's not, not dad, dad, but you know, but like the responsible, Mm -hmm. you can't do this, but you know, watching out for him when you're at work and doing that. My oldest did the same thing. My middle one rebelled. I mean, rebelled and it was tough, but I think. He was the one that was against his father. I mean, but the middle one rebelled and it was the hardest one to get a grip with, to get him to talk, to get him to tell me what was going on. And my youngest was the little bit of glowing light that no matter where Mm -hmm. you look, all of us, whatever they say, it's just the smile on their face. They're happy to see you. And you know, they don't say it, but you know that they're happy that you're happy. Like, they know that, yeah, your struggle's real, but they you, they just know that it's a better situation, makes you feel like you did the right thing. So even though the struggle with my middle one was tough, my older one was happened, I felt guilty because the older one... Yeah, you do. You, you feel, feel guilty. guilty. Like, like, I want him sad. to have a childhood. Yes. I don't want him to have to be a dad. And I felt guilty, but the thing is, is he wouldn't have done it if he didn't care, and that was the love. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this because... Somebody's got to protect mom. That's how much I care. So it's hard. When our divorce was final, I told the boys, I was like, guys, let's celebrate. Yeah. It's like, my divorce is final. And Talon got Terry, and he was devastated. He was so sad. It doesn't. And he was just like, I was just hoping maybe, like, you guys would change your mind or, like, I just didn't think you guys were really going to go through with it. Like, I just want our family to be together, Mom. And then Trevin, he actually, this is kind of gross, but when we were still living as a family, he was holding his poop because it was the only control that he had. We went clear up to UVA, at Wake Forest. We went to all these gastro doctors, and um, they were like, well, first of all, he's so backed up, his colon's distended, Mm -hmm. and he's ruined it for life. I mean, it's like a floppy balloon. Mm -hmm. But literally, we separated, and about two weeks after I moved into my apartment, he looked at me, he's like, I'm going to start pooping on the potty now. And oh, my. he just started and literally, like, never had an accident again. You don't understand. I was bribing him with, like, $500 Legos to, like, <laughs> poop, to poop on the potty. And, like, I was, like, anything. Like, I was taking away things. I was adding things. I was doing whatever I could to help him with, like, this holding the poop issue. And it turns out it was all nerves. It was all nerves. Because he was on eggshells. And they all kind of show it in their own little way. And it is, my part was, is I was so wrapped up in trying to do work. And I was working and I was trying to just make sure everything was good with school. And because 
mom moment when single mom moment and I'm just recently separated, divorced, whatever. I was divorced, didn't know it because I wasn't told and whatever. Mm-hmm. But my son decided to um start his own school. And actually my middle son had convinced my older son that he was going to start his own school. And they started missing school and skipping school. And oh, gosh. <laughs> it was so bad. And I said, why didn't you go to school? When I finally found out, oh, it's because I started my own school and I managed to talk my older is brother. Is he teaching and, himself, right? too? <laughs> no, well, I mean, I guess so. They went out and played to the bus stop. But the thing was, is I was so busy. Like, at that point, it was like, make sure they're in school, working all the time. I didn't notice that, I guess, each one did have kind of their own thing to show the it's like the scar of what mm-hmm. they were feeling the entire time, but you don't notice it. And I didn't notice it until I didn't stop and notice it because my youngest son didn't talk forever. Wouldn't talk. Mm-hmm. Just never said anything. And I was like, I actually took him to the doctor. I was like, he's a mute. He doesn't talk. <laughs> Why doesn't he talk? And for the longest time, well, he didn't have to say anything. He just smiled all the time. And it's because his older brothers would basically... They were sharing what he felt, and they he didn't talk for him. Right, they spoke for him, and the middle one acted out. Why? Because that was his way of coping, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it. And the oldest one, I'm very hyper aware of each one of my kids' struggles, and and I wasn't, so that's good. But I'm a psychology major, okay. Well. So I had that to like give me a step up, but I am very aware of. Ty's issues are very different from Talon's, whose are very different than Trevin's, who they're all very different. And I'm trying to single parent them individually. Right. And it's hard. It is hard because then you just... Can we say that? It is hard. It's super hard. It's super hard when you've got to spread yourself out and you want to make sure that one doesn't feel neglected and the other one Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like they're being babied. Mm-hmm. And to try and keep the animosity from building between all three of them to each other. Like, you spend too much time with mom and I don't get this much. Like, even if they don't say it, it's like they're thinking mm-hmm. it. Or, like, trying to pick up any extra shift I can just so I can buy my son a car so that he can drive the kids to school. Like, it's not even like he wants a car to go joyriding. No. He literally needs to have a car so he can take him and his brothers to school and I can still go to work. And, I mean, at the time where you can't take buses back and forth. I mean, we are any time where it's like you can't be around other kids to do that during this time. And And you've got a degree. uh, Okay. They go at, like, 12.35 to, like, 2.35. Right. Like, the oddest hours. And I'm like, I just can't make it work. And so then I'm, like, literally taking every shift I can. Then, like putting my body through that strain that the doctors are like, you do not need to be doing this. Right. But I do need to be doing this because no one else is going to do it. Right. So you just, it's... I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down on me. Yeah. Yeah, it's either fight or flight, you know, and you're going to fight. And you're just going to keep going. You're not giving up. Like, it's, parenting is not a part-time thing. No. So for the parents that get divorced and they just you know oh i get them every other weekend or like my ex-husband parenting's not you don't that's like i said you don't even know how to register a child for school Mm -hmm. you don't know what it's like to have to potty train a child or even you know 
deal with a child. Like, you're not that attached. Literally in 20 years, he did not clean one toilet because I was that wife. I was like, I have it all under control. I had a clean house. I had dinner on the table. I had the kids' homework done, lunches packed. Like, I had it all together. And he just had to go with the flow, you know? They just, yeah, just like sit down. They just kind of were like the kids. Another child that you just, I did your clothes, folded your laundry, put it in your drawer. Mm-hmm. Your lunch is ready for school. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah, and they just pretty much were the kids. And it's like, so they never really had to grow up and be the adults because they never had to be that way. Now, do you have one child that still struggles with your divorce? Or do you feel like they I do. My youngest does. It's not that he struggles with the divorce. What he struggles with is because just as you were served the papers of being a bad, unfit parent, which makes me wonder how many other women, when they're divorced, that's the blow they get. Like, that's the one like, hey, by the way, just just because I'm that asshole and I can do it. Mm Like, how many other people just spontaneously get, by the way, you're a piece of shit parent. Mm-hmm. You know, just... By the way, everything that you've been bending over backwards trying yeah. to do, trying to help, trying to... All these years that you were a, a good great example, mom and I like, said you were such a good mom, by the way, but, you know, you're a piece of shit because now you're unfit. But my youngest was scared. He's still to this day, and he doesn't have to see his father anymore because, thank God, to a pandemic, because he doesn't have to see him. But he literally puts himself into situations, and he gets stressed out, And but he literally puts himself in situations that he doesn't want to be in, like going and staying in a place. Like, he'd go and stay at his father's house for two weeks during the summer, which was what was ordered, but never left the house. And never did anything he's literally sat in a room for two weeks because there were his father was never home he was working the entire time and so he would do that even though he would literally hate to do it but he always said i just don't know what he'd do to Mm -hmm. you so i'm gonna take it for you so it's it's 17 and he knows it he thinks about it all the time and to feel that which Kills me because I would have to drop him off and know you're going to have a shitty time and you're not going to be and with me. And he's doing it for you. And he's doing it for me. But, but that is such beautiful love. It's love. and But it's like I didn't realize because I was always like just stand up to your father. You're in it. You're, you know, you're 16. You're 15. You can tell them, you know, this is how I want it to be. Courts accept that at that age. And he said, no, because I don't know what he will come back with. And I don't want you to have to deal with it. So I think it, yeah, it's, I still have to deal with that. And it kills me because I think about what he's done to my kids. And I break down a lot of times and just think about it. It's like, how can you do that? I just don't know how anybody could do that to their child. So Ty once stood up for himself and Matt got angry and said, Oh, you want to fight this out, like, man to man? Pick on some of your own Um, size, dude. My son was, at the time, like, 16, and he was 40. That is not man to man. Nope, mine was 40, and my son was 16, and he threw a dresser on top of him and choked him. Mm. So I guess, you know, 
that's the man-to-man thing. Maybe it's just that age, the ones that they just, it's ironic because it's so similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally had the same similar situation. I mean, it just makes me, it really makes me wonder how many other people it makes have me wonder. the same thing. And because we're, I'm ashamed of it. Like, and I'm working on that. I'm working on not feeling ashamed, but I am, I'm ashamed of the mess that I have of my life and there's nothing I can do about it, but I can control my own happiness and how much I dwell on it. And like, and so I've been trying to take back control that way. Um, but it's embarrassing. You were pretty embarrassed, but see... From the time that you, you've been, we've known each other since May, because that's mm-hmm. when the fight went down, and it's, what, May, June, July, four months. When I'm, we first met, you were definitely still that beaten wife, who just was, you were the, you were the battered housewife, mm-hmm. literally, poster, you know, you were definitely the... Public announcement of a post. I mean, you were literally that person. Like, you were definitely the poster child for it. And the thing was, is in that much time, learning that you weren't the only one who was going through it. Like, you probably thought, just like I thought, I'm the only one that's probably ever had to deal with this. Like, blow to the chest of, you're not a good parent. A blow to the chest. You're just, you know, anything you can to get at me, you will. It's like, I just felt like the battle that I had with my ex was literally one of a kind. Like nobody would believe it because mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe that they do this stuff. Because it was so crazy. Because it's so crazy some of the stuff they do. That it, it's like there's no way that could all be true. And why and you just and why wouldn't you and the people who don't know it and when they're like, "Well, you should have fought for it." You should have no, cuz you don't know that fear. And I remembered seeing you and thinking, "I remember that fear." I remember the fear and the scared of what's going to happen next. How am I going to do this? But in that much time, you've started to take your posting stuff and putting your voice out there because you learned it's okay. If you're going through this, just you have to have support. You just, I you think need I to, had to flip the script. You did. And so and know that I you went would. from being totally in the dark and not sharing to totally open and probably oversharing. But if that's what I need to do to get through this, like they just have to find the right person that you can do that with because nobody is like that. I mean, it's not like that to mm-hmm. find somebody to build you back up. And that was my thing is it was just, it was so sad to see where you were and to know that I was, but it helped you out because that made you stronger to realize there is a light. It's several, it can be several weeks, several months, several years, but you know, after seeing somebody who's literally been mm-hmm. almost similar, but a bad, messy divorce, mm-hmm. but a bad, messy divorce that you can actually live through it, but you have to find the right people to get you that are there for you to fight for you. Not the people that disappear because they don't want if you don't want, yeah. don't be here. If you're not here in my failure, don't be here in my success. Mm-mm. And that's the thing. I mean, I was terrified that I would never feel happy again. Like, I mean, it had been two and a half years since I had felt happy. 
just good, happy, like, happy family, like, settled. Like, I was so anxious and so always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And, and afraid to have hope of a better future because I didn't know if one exists. I still don't know because I don't know if this is something that is just you know, the divorce is final and so he's thrown out his last hurrah of attacks and we're done. Or if this is going to be the rest of my life, you know? Right. Is he going to continue and does he get bored of it or does he just stay obsessed? I mean, he's got to get bored of me. I'm not that interesting. I mean, I would have thought the same thing is that I wasn't that interesting, but you know, sometimes people like to sit on the edge of seats of what I'm going to say, but he was, I mean, there's some tie. It's like, I don't know if it's punishment. I don't know if it's revenge. I don't know if it's their way of being vindictive, but it's something about it. Like once you start to show that you can do it, it just, but he's literally had his last ditch at you. He literally had his last dig. And now it's just, but as good as that feels to know that he's got his last dig, like you've literally pulled out the last straw. There's none left. It makes you wonder what's coming next. What's, Okay, so he knows, but it's, is it the last straw? Does he have something hidden? I mean, what else can he do? You can't even ask yourself what else can he do because he did the one thing that's unthinkable. I think he's going to start changing the way he's fathering, is my guess. By backing away? No, by being more involved and all of a sudden wanting more time and more this and more that and... I think to be um, a better father, though, if you want to change your father thing, you got to be a better father for all your kids. But I think he's doing it to hurt me. Like, I will take the kids back from you, and they will love me more. I'll show them so much love and make you. He's love. Disneyland dad, and I'm real life mom. I'm single mom working, providing. And he doesn't work, and all they do is play when they go over there. They go kayaking and ride four-wheelers and dirt bikes and shoot guns and, like, watch movies. And they eat candy for dinner. Yeah, they hang out with a babysitter. They're a babysitter. It's like, hey, fun babysitter. But I think at the end of the day, eventually, when they get older, they start to go, I mean, that's not right. I mean, and then they are your 23-year-old son taking a slicing down the arm and a blow for his mom because they actually would jump in front of that bus for you. Because mm-hmm. eventually, when they're young, they just don't, I mean, they, they feel it, but and they don't vocalize it, but they do care. And the thing is, is that this is home mm-hmm. because this is constant. And that is so... And it's hard. They have a different set of rules for me than they do for him. They will let him get away with things that they'll never let me get away with. For example, um, Matt asking if we were friends. Which is none of his damn business, but yeah. And Talon said, yeah, of course. Well, I never ask a question about Matt or Jenna. If they bring him up, then I listen. But I don't say, okay, um, who are they friends with? And what did they do this weekend? And what are they doing? And, I mean, I don't, 
ask questions. And if I did, they would say, Mom, it's none of your business. Right. But they I don't won't know. Say that or you'll to get, him. Yeah. I get, I would get the, I don't know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, they would, but out of, I know mine now, out of fear, my youngest son would tell him things because he was scared of what would happen to him because he didn't want to get in trouble. He watched his father throw a dresser and choke his brother. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at that point, yeah, he was scared and he watched him. I mean, he saw the violence. So he told his dad, but for me, it was, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, I know what that's like, but at the same time, it's, it's because they know they're solid in your love for them. So, like, nothing they do is going to make you stop loving them. But maybe something that they do with their dad can make him stop loving them. Yeah, yeah. Because he stopped loving me. So, why wouldn't he stop loving one of his kids? Or he beat mom. And they all saw it. And what if I make him angry to the point that he beats me? Mm-hmm. Which is where my son was. It's mm-hmm. like... I saw him beat up my brother, and he, I mean, another time he threw keys at, he watched him throw keys and almost slice him in through the head with a whole bunch of keys. I mean, he was scared, so it's no different. They watched you get beat, makes them think that, you know, mm-hmm. out of fear, like, do what you got to do so that, that way you're not the next target. Self-preservation, you know, and I mean, but you not asking makes it a lot more comfortable. Like, they don't have to worry about them coming home and you pegging them. That, that is that necessary what he's doing? Well, no. But then again, he's already shown his character. His mama's like, he's still nursing, you know? And so at that point, plus, you know what? He doesn't want you to have friends. I mean, didn't he get rid of all of your friends? Mm-hmm. And this is the one person he can't, he can't push me away. He has no way to come... Because at this point, don't come in contact with me. I'll have you arrested. But on top of that, he knows I'm a strong woman because I pressed charges. I saw you in court. I don't, I'm not scared of you. He doesn't want you around that because then you're getting stronger. But mm-hmm. that's what you've got to have because you've been beaten down enough. I I absolutely do. And I've been working on picking myself You've done an amazing job. Off the ground. But I want everyone to know, like, this has not been easy. No. The depression is real. Yes. The the every day of just, how am I going to make it through the next hour, let alone the whole day, is, like, draining. Yeah. It is. It's the hardest thing. And then how do you get through it? And because then to try and smile and pretend like you're having the best time when the tears are on the inside and you're just hurting so bad that you'd do anything for it to stop. You want the pain to go away. And there's no magic to make the pain go away. You just have to, like, work your way through it. You do. And it's hard to be a mom when you're hurting. It is, but you do a good job of it because you do. You have to find your moments where you're alone and you just kind of just, I would sit there and break <laughs> down. my closet. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Yours is the closet. Mine's yes. the bathroom. Oh, okay. Know? I mean, but it had a closet attached to it. So, I mean, so, technically it was a closet. It's the same, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, is 
So then you have to say, my way through it when I was really down at bottoms, and I think that's when I'm glad I had some kind of religious upbringing, mm-hmm. regardless if it was obtuse. I mean, I know that my pastors at my church were good. I know what I was taught was good. And even though my father tried to say he was spiritual, you know, no, people like that are not spiritual. You can't do what you do to your kids, beating molesting and be a spiritual person that's between him and god that's not my business but i think the only way through is i just kept faith like i would break down and i would break down and cry and just think there's no way out all by myself because i didn't have anybody to talk to Mm -hmm. and which is why i swore i'd help you because i had nobody i had to be strong and build myself up by myself and knew i didn't want anybody to go through that I didn't want anybody to be where I was because if I hadn't been strong enough and hadn't enough, had enough faith to believe that, you know what? Yeah, it looks hopeless, but I knew I don't have enough money in the bank. God will make sure there's money in the bank. If I hadn't have had faith, if I hadn't, granted, I mean, I'm a sailor. I have a bad mouth, Mm -hmm. but I did believe that even though, you know, it was the worst moment, I would just be like, God, you got to get me through this. That's how I would pick myself up because I didn't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. But then that's why when I saw you and to think, I honestly couldn't believe that you were literally by yourself. I literally could not believe there was not one person that was willing to stand up for you or with you. And I swore I would never let anybody. I they're could afraid never. of Matt. And they're afraid of what he'll do. Well, friends. Do. I understand that. I understand that, but. You're not married to him. They can't do too much to you. How bad is it that... I mean, he he did a lot to us, but you know what? I don't care. I, I mean, you beat the shit out of me and my son. Mm-hmm. And you did physical damage. You busted the heck out of me. You busted the heck out of him. But either way... And he said he'd be back. And he's trespassed a thousand times, broke his orders. He's not scared of the law because the law's got him covered. I'm not backing away. So, I mean, true friends don't back away. And there is somebody out there for everything. But before that, Mm -hmm. I mean, now how do you pull yourself up out of that corner? It feels so good to have someone that I know is fighting to protect my kids too. Because that is my fight. My fight is not between me and Matt anymore. I'm done with that. Our marriage is over, done, I'm done. Our fight is with the kids. Your fight is for the kids. Yes. His fight is with And his you. fight is still with me. Yeah. And so I'm fighting for how can I make the best life possible for these three boys? And how can I extend every dollar? And how can I find a new job that maybe pays more so that things aren't so tight? And, like, I am over here just in survival mode and he's over here like how can I attack yeah he's got nothing better to do but I think in the long run really and truthfully they just witness it they don't say anything they're quiet little gnomes that just sit there and watch the garden grow but they watch and at the end of the day they do respect your struggle and they do respect how you I mean they won't ever say it until they get older Mm -hmm. And honest truth 
I mean, there was days I was not a good mom. I mean, I think we've all had those days. I mean, there was days that I was crying or yelling or I just was not capable of being emotionally stable that day. I mean, that's true. And the thing is, is people shouldn't be ashamed to say it because there's other people out there who are feeling it. I tell my kids all the time, it's okay to say I'm not okay. It's okay to say I'm but a, I never yeah. do it. I'm like, I guess I need to start doing it to model it. Like everything but that kids learn. But they see you're not okay. But yeah, the, like they know, like the, um, last week uh, I was so tired. Oh my gosh. And I fell asleep before I took out the trash and... I'd forgotten the week before, and I was like, oh my gosh, two weeks worth of trash. Ty went and took the trash out. Like, I had totally fallen asleep, and he didn't. I saw him take the trash out. Because I I was like, oh damn, I gotta take my trash out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, when I went to go to work, I was like, wait a second, why's my trash can out there? I was like, I didn't take it out, and then I was like, Ty must have done it. And I was just like, oh. I love him. Because <laughs> they're going to make it easier for you if they can. Mm-hmm. They see what you're doing. It's like some of times it's just the little things, you know. As long as they listen to you. I mean, I had to deal with a really tough middle child. Mm-hmm. But you've got your struggle with a middle one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's a different, I don't know, that's a tough one. But it, you know, it's better just, I think that. I think people should be able, if there's other women out there that are going through it and you don't have people to talk to, I think that, you know, they should ask questions. Send us questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely send us questions. Comments. It, comments. Like, we'll respond. Yeah. I mean, say, you know what? I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been lost and, or I just need to get this off my chest because nobody will listen. Mm-hmm. God, if I would just had somebody just let me sit there and say everything I wanted to say without saying a word, just be my, you know, bored. Let me just get this out. Because sometimes writing it down, I was always told, write it down, it'll get it out. And I try that often, but then it gets to a point that, you know what, writing things down, it gets it off your chest because you feel like it's like, write a letter and never mail it. Mm -hmm. But eventually that doesn't work. So I read a study that journaling can actually keep you stuck in your emotions because yeah. you're constantly talking about the same thing on every page and it keeps you stuck and it doesn't allow you to grow. So I right. stopped journaling. I was a big journaler. I stopped doing that and um, I've seen some progress. And But it it's heartbreaking to look back at some of my old journals and see the stuff that I wrote like no person on earth should ever feel like I felt in those years no should never feel like they have to stay because they have to stay for any reason Mm -hmm. there should always be a way out because like the judge said in my mom's divorce case these aren't the John Wayne days you can't just go around beating women you can't just go around assaulting women mm-hmm. and he looked at my father and he said that the judge this isn't john wayne days you can't go around beating women this is the new days you you just can't you have to pay for it if you do it and the, 
even if it's like I need to stay for the kids. No, you want to leave for the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's, that's the biggest thing I want. And that's, but see, you didn't have anybody to help you realize, don't stay for the kids. Leave for the kids. Because, and if you need a starting point, you need a starting point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. Yeah. Like. The fear is bad. The fear of like, how am I going to make this work? Thank goodness I had amazing parents that helped me. And they helped keep us afloat all these years while we're trying to figure out the divorce and still trying to figure out the money and still trying to figure out how to get everything transferred over. And I couldn't have done it without them. My mom was very supportive. She was good and she helped me get it settled out. But see, you know what? You'd do it for your kids. If they were old and having to get away from their spouse. I mean, the thing is, is I think it's been hard on them. Um, because I very much, I don't know if you were this way, but I will take three steps forward and four steps back. And I seem to yo-yo a lot. And I will go through a week or two of just like bliss, of like pure happiness and like, oh, I'm making it, I'm there. And then fall into the biggest, deepest hole. Yeah. And sometimes it's situational. It's like getting delivered unfit parent papers, you know. And sometimes it's, a trigger like I hear a song that reminds me of our, our wedding or, you know. Or it's just I'm used to having everything organized and everything's all over the floor. And it's mm-hmm. like. And I can't keep up with all the cooking, cleaning, working, like everything. Like I can't I, be the mom that I was. I know. And like Trev, he used to pray that we'd go back to phase one in COVID because he said. Because you got to stay home with me. Yeah. And that, like, hurt my heart. Yeah. Mine say that to this day. They're like, well, you weren't really around that much. Well, that's okay. Because you know what? They still love me. I'm, you But know. it's not like we don't want to be around. I want to be around. Right. Like, when I am not at work, I am always with my kids. Right. That's Literally exactly it. Always. always. You are always with uh, the like, kids. And I never, hardly ever have people over. I mean, Hardly. never. Like, and it's me and them. And we're laughing and joking and talking about erections and totally inappropriate things. That they're boys and you got to be dad. Right? They're like, how many erections are normal in a day? And I'm like, I mm. don't know. I'm like, okay, let's Google it. I mean, that's I'm exactly like, it. Google just becomes your best friend. Google right? becomes your, like, dad. You know, that's what it is. The questions they ask, I'm like, there are certain things you do not ask your mother. Yes, yeah. But then, you know what? You ask your father, and guess what? That's what you are. Don't talk to your mother like that. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. I'm dad, too, so I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, at least they feel comfortable enough to talk to me about it. Yeah, because, you know. Because, you know. I caught mine jumping out of a... (laughs) <laughs> he was 12 and he was jumping out of his girlfriend's second story window and her father was running after him. I found him running down the street, n- no pants, running down the street. And I was like, where the frig have you been all night long? And he was like, nowhere, nowhere. And then I see her father <laughs> running after him. He's in, he was just home from active duty from the military. 
big man running after I was like, oh, you're dead. Get in the yeah. house. I'll try and hide you. And were you like, you better speed it up, It was son. like 2 a.m. <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's, that's kids. That's what you get to. But then you look back and laugh at it. I mean, oh, here's yeah. the thing is, at least they're telling you. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know why that skin looks like that. I don't want to see that. No, I don't know why that ball hangs this way and that one hangs this way. I don't know why that hair looks that way. I don't want to know, but... It sounds like, I think I have saggy balls. And I yeah. said, I don't think anyone at 14 has saggy balls. Uh, mine has, is he has, he actually has a bear seal, so he's got one that's a little bit messed up. And I know about this. Yeah, I see it. I still see balls at 23. Oh, gosh, I haven't seen balls in a long time, yeah, and I don't coming. need to. I think they come back to visit you at some point in time. Ty, My, please don't do that. Right. <laughs> Never. I mean, here's the thing is it's like eventually you just kind of like mm, find a happy place. That's just. I mean, literally, I try and keep, like, I always wear a sports bra because I don't want to scar them for life that, like, a woman would have saggy boobs, like, down t- to her belly button yeah. and stuff. And so, like, I am always very um, modest just because I feel like I have to set the example of, like, what they should look for. I mean, mine found somebody that was totally not like me. Very, I mean, he brought me, he brought me a stray puppy. And she was, oh, Mm -hmm. She was a, but you know what? She came from a family where it was just like, I know nothing, literally nothing. She's never seen dirty dancing, pretty woman. I'm like, you're a, you're a 21 year old girl. You're stupid. But I love her. She's so nice. Yeah. And I think it's like, but I've molded her into me and she is now stepped up. I remember when they first got together, she's like, I could never be. The mom, like you are to him, I could never take care of him like you take care of him. I was like, well, you're going to have to, so start learning. And now it's several years later. So he, I mean, you're right. They want to find somebody like mom. If not, they bring you a stray puppy that you got to make into mom. I mean, literally, I would think you were mother and daughter. I mean, just the way you guys interact and the way that you guys are. And I mean that as a highest form of compliment. Because you want, I mean, she's a kid. And you would do anything for a kid. And anyone that makes my son feel loved, I will love. Right. And that's the piece that I always felt was missing with my in-laws. Is like, I was good to their son. I was good to their grandchildren. And I felt like I was never enough. And it sees it for her to talk bad. Because even my ex-husband's father... Who he was not in contact with when we first got together, before married, before I was pregnant. I actually got his father on the phone because he didn't talk to his father for no reason. He just didn't talk to him because his mom and dad were separated and he just didn't care. He was a dick. I should have noticed the signs then, but I got him talking to his father again. But even after the divorce, his father was still very polite to me, very respectable, knew I was the mother of his grandchildren and the thing is is his mother not being that way she never respected you to begin with mm-hmm. and it's sad but she it shouldn't be getting involved they never responded to the fact that you sent that message of like it's the truth what time and where 
Should we meet for this truck? I mean, you can't respond to that, but you can take What the about time. the Facebook message? I mean, she took time for that. I mean, right. It's their I mean, priorities. Matt didn't even call or text and say Happy Mother's Day. And Did I he say anything about his son being diagnosed with epilepsy? I mean, but I have, like, some... I get it. Like, I'm his baby mama now. But, like, show a little respect. Because like I'm still your baby mama. <laughs> if there's someone that is showing up for your kids, taking them to the doctor's appointment. Right. Somebody taking the them, burden off of you. Like, making sure they're safe and they're emotionally healthy and happy. Respect I mean, them. It would be respect. But then again, he's also waiting for you to screw up so he can use that. I know. There's the pressure. And that's. That's the pressure. It's the tightrope in me. The, the anxiety of, like, I have to dot every I and cross every T to the fullest. And right. I feel like I'm always in fear of like accidentally messing up and then they take my kids. It gets to the point that if you don't have to cop contact and you just get a mediator in the middle, I don't even know where it was where I just finally was like, Actually, I didn't feel strong enough until it's been eight years I've been fighting with this man and his wife. And literally, it's his wife because she uses his phone. I find that out from my son who's now voicing mm-hmm. what's going on. And she's had his phone and it's not always messages from him. It's from her. So she's getting involved with in the battle that literally she's had put on paper that spouses, meaning my husband and her, we're not to get involved with matters of the children. It was just between he and I. Whereas she does it behind a phone. She uses a screen. Mm-hmm. Whereas my husband respects it. Like, I don't need to get involved unless you want me to get involved. He gives me the advice that I need if I need any. But I think the thing is, is out of respect, you know, I am the mom of your kids. This is our battle. You don't have it. You've got, unfortunately, got more than that. Well, and my kids are looking to him to see how he's treating me. So if he's not treating me with respect, they're not going to know to treat me with as much respect. Except that they will respect what you're doing to make their lives calmer, no fighting, and a little bit more stable. So they will end up respecting you and not respecting him because you fought to give them life and to make sure they had a decent life. He fought to bring turbulence. And it doesn't show up until a few years, but they will respect. Eventually, that respect will be like, hey, you know what? I respect her because she fought her ass off to make sure I didn't have it that tough. She did. did her part. And they will respect I it. I really, really did. And and they'll see it. And then it's respect. Yeah. I mean, I... I know that I don't talk about Matt and Jenna much at all. Um, But if I do, I try to make it like a funny story from like when the kids were little and one time dad locked his keys in the car and da 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 da. Like if I bring him up, I try to bring him up in a positive light. I don't try to bring him up in a negative light. However, there's times where I have to say, honey, we have to talk. Dad's taking the truck back. Like, I have, I can't shield him from that, you know? Right. There comes a point where you just have to face reality. But 
I wish he would do the same. I wish that if he were going to speak about me, he could just do it in a nice way or not at all. There always has to be a bad guy, though. Good cop, bad cop. It's exhausting. It is exhausting, but, I mean, you live, when you wake up in the morning, it's, or you go to bed at night, I made it through another day. It's just another day. And every day that you don't have to deal with any crap coming through the mail or any crap of. I laid down last night and I heard a car go by and it waked me out for some reason. And I was like at the blinds or the windows and I, I just had a weird feeling about it. It did not sit well with me. And like, I totally believe in following my gut. No, guts, mom's guts are big. Yeah. And there was something off. And so I did not lay in bed and think I made it through another day. I thought, what's going on? I mean, I'm watching from the windows all the time. I know. That's a good thing. It's so Because I'm like, bring it. <laughs> I want it. If I had a shotgun, I'd be like, psh, psh, I'd be like going out there as crazy Sally with her gun, shooting it off into the air. Bring it, boy. <laughs> in that truck. <laughs> Well, we should probably wrap up this one. Yes. But thank you for listening. I hope you like it. And please comment. Like Comment. Ask questions if you need to vent. Yeah. Like, we're really just, here you know, to, like, be a, a share tribe. The, you know what? Yeah. Tell to us share. if you're going through it, too, so that that way we don't feel like the only two. I know, right? Maybe we are the only two. I mean, I, I doubt it, but, I mean, we're not. But, yeah. I mean, it's just, the story just gets better and better. I, I mean, mean, God, if they want to know, it's like, I want to know what's happening next. What did that asshole do today? I know. That's what. That's literally what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, we're going to sit down. What did that motherfucker do today? My therapist always says, she, so I got diagnosed with PTSD. And, yeah, you did. Yeah. And I was so nervous because you have to take all those tests. So I walked in and I said, Give it to me straight. Do I have like bipolar or something? Right. Like, am I manic? Am I crazy? Right. And I literally looked at her and I was like, am I crazy? And she's like, no, Megan. She's like, you just have PTSD. I was like, oh, I can handle that. Okay. Yeah. But she is always saying, she's like, I can never get to the core of your PTSD to work on it because there's always things happening every week that we're trying to work on. I mean, it makes it like, so much interesting. That's why people want to so, listen because they're like, what the hell happened? I know. I mean, I mean, it's just been I'm a few a days. Bad it? Lifetime movie. I you are a that. bad Lifetime movie with good reviews. It's like, what? <laughs> this is like the crappiest movie ever, but I gotta see what happens next. Right. I mean, because God, it just, it's a never, it's not a story that's, it's ever changing. It's not going to end. No, it's not. But I feel like it's just going to get better and better in your favor. I hope so. I mean, I want the motherfucker to pull up up front. That's it. You hear that car? <laughs> Text me. I'll be out front. Well, I'm now gonna... it's Ty's Taco. Oh, okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. I will definitely. I mean, I look for both. So. Well, thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great day.